Welcome, everybody, to the San Antonio Realty Pros Podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this upcoming episode. We intend to bring you the best content and the best information possible about real estate, and you might learn something along the way. Thanks for joining. Enjoy the episode. Today on our podcast, we're covering a topic that I think is pretty important, right? Well, um, it, it's a matter of pretty much every deal. It is a matter of every deal that is not a cash deal, and that is the appraisal. Yep. So, I mean, when we add these blogs to our uh, to our website, um, we get basically what we're doing is we're going to slowly start to build our blog um over some time, and we're going to do these podcasts in relation to these blog posts um, so that we can, so I, I guess like the biggest thing is so someone can have something tangible to look at. Right. Um, gives a little bit of extra reading if they want to print this type of stuff off, they actually, uh, they can do that. Um, so today on the San Antonio Realty Pros podcast, we're covering three tips to combat a low appraisal. Um, David, how many low appraisals have you had on either side the seller or the buyer well times. knock on wood i've only had one appraisal come in low for a listing because i try to help have my clients appropriately price the properties and right. the one that i did not get appraised i told them it wouldn't appraise and the reason was the buyer needed exceptionally a large amount of closing costs mm-hmm. and they bumped up the price of the house to kind of uh, cover that, some of that. I've done that before. And, which is a great negotiating tool when there's room to work with, right? Yeah. But I let my client know that the house would not appraise for what this purchase price was and to expect it to be around a certain price, right? And uh, it actually came in right at the target price. I told him to expect it to come in. Uh, <laughs> so you're right, is, all, right, right all along. Huh? Right. I, who knew that, right? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know, that's the only one that I've had as a listing agent come in under or come in under value. Now, as a buying agent, I've had a few um, for various reasons. One, we bumped up the price to cover some closing cover costs, closing costs right? Because yeah. it's a nego- negotiating tool. I like to do that because more often than not, the seller will drop the price which is one of the tips we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they'll, they'll drop the price to meet it, which means that my client saves some money. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you want to drop the price, but it's kind of new on the market, and you're afraid that they're, gonna, they're not willing to negotiate enough, so you offer a little bit more. And hopefully their realtors having that same conversation, hey, I'd expect for it to come in here. But sometimes people are excited about getting a, an offer higher than lower because we could have been like, hey, you know, offer you this plus we need this in closing cost and they're like well you're already dropping the price and asking for closing cost so there's it's just a tool um and then i had the last one i had was about two weeks ago it was a purchase it was a um house flip in an older community and not a lot to work with Mm -hmm. and we kind of did the same thing my client needed 5500 for closing we bumped up the price a little bit um, and I told him, I'm like, like, it's not going to appraise. I don't think it's going to appraise for what it's listed at anyway. Um, 
just simply based off of what I could find for comps. Because when I'm offering, making an offer, I'm trying to figure out, I run comps myself, yeah. uh, just as if I was selling it, to make sure that my client's submitting a fair offer, right? Hey, you're getting a good deal. Hey, I think it's priced high. high. We need to come in here. And uh, so that one, it was short uh, $5,500. Hmm. And uh, the it's funny because the other realtor's like, well, there, she quoted some guy and his adding a $10,000 wow factor for being a flipped house. And I'm like, mm, the wow factor was like <laughs> fixtures or something. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> but, no kidding. But you've had one, one or two not work, work out either. Right. Um, I've had, so most recently I had a deal that I was working, um, where it came in $5,000 on the low side. Um, and I think, the reason why it came in a little bit low is because from the time that I did my comps originally, when we first started talking about listing the property and the time it took to get the closing and stuff kind of in, in order and for the appraisal to come in, I think we had a little bit of a market shift and, and I wouldn't say that that would be like a big game changer, but it actually with the market, the way it's been here lately, it's mm-hmm. been kind of weird. So and it could have been just the appraiser himself uh, because not all um, appraisers are going to appraise the properties the same way. And, right. then, and then the same thing with real estate agents. Like, we're not all going to come up with the same number in the CMA. It's going to be really close. What was it listed for? Um, we had that property listed at 230 And it came in at 225 came in at 225 um, But what I noticed on the appraiser's uh, report was that they only went like 200 uh, square feet uh, above and below the property right. for for comps i typically go five to six hundred um and i think that's just like a round number that i kind of learned from you um because when i first started doing uh comps and stuff like that um i really didn't know where to start yeah i didn't know what to do so yeah i usually go 10 percent above 10 percent below right but i just did some quick math that's even though you were short five thousand dollars you still got 98 percent list value for sure so that's yeah. still that's still fantastic, right? Yeah. 90 98% is an A plus in school. So Yeah, it, and so I mean, I think it was it went over it went over pretty well. What we ended up doing is we had some sellers concession built into the to the offer. Um, and so what they ended up doing rather than, you know, give up the $5,000 in value on the offer price and give the sellers concessions up, they just decided to negate the sellers concessions on both sides agreed. Like, hey, look, we'll give up our seller's concessions, so no closing costs to the to the buyer, and then we'll accept the $5,000 drop in the price, right? So right. it was kind of amicable for both sides. Um, that was a, a weird deal where I was working both sides of the deal, and it was really tough because I, I couldn't give anybody any kind of strategic, you know, you know, one up on right. each other. And that was like the toughest deal I've ever done because I was so stressed out that I felt like I was so helpless, you know, I wanted to help my clients on both sides, but you really just can't. Right. And so for that particular reason, I'll probably never do another intermediary status. Yeah, no, just, it's they're tough. They're brain-wracking, you know? Yeah. So let's get into um, kind of the big three, right? The, the three ways that we have an out or ways that we can combat uh, low appraisals. Right. Well, well, the first one is, you know, we've kind of talked about it, is you lower the price. Yeah. Right. So if you have a house listed for two hundred thousand, and the appraisal comes in at one ninety eight, lower the price to one ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Right. Do an amendment it says I'm changing the sales price from two hundred to one ninety eight, 
it therefore meets the appraised value and move on, right? Not like canceling a contract on a house for a couple thousand dollars. It's yeah. in the grand scheme of things, that's kind of crazy because your house will go back on the market. You got to play that whole 30 day financing game again, plus however long it sits on the market. The later you get into the pay, year, yeah. So paying an extra I mean, payment. Yeah, your mortgage alone is probably fifteen hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and then you're you're worried about two thousand, three thousand dollars. Um, so just lower the price, right? Um, you know, again, you got to look at what that that seller's net is too. So um, if there's still if there's some room to play with, then go for it. If it's still really tight, then you got to look at other alternatives like number two. Yeah, so number two, the other option is going to be increasing the down payment. So if you've got a deal where you're doing a, um, a finance deal where they're putting down a sizable amount, depending on if it's an FHA or conventional loan, if it's conventional, they're typically are not, they may not have more money to put down because they might have like 20% sometimes is a lot. You know, 20% right. of you know, $200,000 is, is a lot. So they may not have that option, but increasing the down payment is actually um, a way to get around it because now you know your, your offer price is going to be basically well, the, to- the total number right right well it kind of works out to that that deal you had earlier in this year where you were kind of worried about the appraisal mm-hmm. the buyer was putting a sizable amount down yep. they had a third-party financing addendum because it was a va loan saying that, hey, the house has to appraise at, and they put the list, the offer price, right? Yeah. Well, they were putting like, what, fifteen twenty thousand dollars $20,000 down. They are putting fifty grand down. Fifty grand. okay. So they were putting fifty grand down. So what we did, or what I recommended to you and you implemented, was reaching back out to that realtor and say, hey, look, we'll accept your offer, but I need the third-party financing addendum to say that it must appraise at the financed amount, not the purchase right. price amount. And that gives us a lot of room. Man, you bought fifty thousand dollars of space. Yeah. That's a lot of comfort. Yeah. Um, so by doing that, if the appraisal had come in low by five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars, it wouldn't have mattered because yeah, you had that fifty thousand dollar cushion. So yeah. you saved your client ten, fifteen thousand dollars right there if if the appraisal had come down that low. Um, and then the buyer has to be okay with that too. You got to kind of some buyers if it's a lot. If it's like a large amount, they may not be comfortable financing or, you know, throwing their money down because they're kind of throwing their money away if the appraisal comes in super low, right? They're, they're not going to want to give up that cash and then overpay for the property for what it's worth. So that's a tough one to get into with with, uh, with buyers sometimes because they're like, hey, look, you know, I'm getting a loan for $200,000 and um, I'm putting 50000 down here and now the house appraised for one ninety five. Uh, well, I'm gonna really. play. I'm gonna play listing agent devil's advocate here, right? Their realtor should be running comps, Absolutely. and their off, their offer should have been commensurate with whatever the market activity is. Absolutely. So if they were doing that and came up with that number, that you know, if they were asking for some other concessions and stuff like that, that should be a, a low hanging fruit way of th- throwing a little something. Hey, quit, you, you accept our offer? We're willing to do this, right? Yes. So it's it's a little back and forth versus just all me, 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 me. No, I understand it completely. I agree with you. Um, I, You know, and you could look at it like that, and I agree. But what I'm thinking is, is like, if I'm if I'm on the buyer's side, right, and then I, I'm looking at properties, I'm definitely going to make sure that I run comps on the properties we're going to look at to see if it's just grossly overpriced. Right. You know, for sure. 
So that's definitely something you got to look into. But not all realtors are created equal. They are not. You're right, man. I, trust me, I, I've ran into my first year here. I've ran into some doozies, yeah. and uh, they're definitely not all the same. Well, that's why we have our own podcast, and they're out there, <laughs> right? Bottom feet. doing uh, <laughs> doing summits and stuff like that, yeah. and learning how to be great agents, but they're not getting anywhere. Um, so, like the third thing is, you can challenge the appraisal. Now, I kind of, before we get into that, I kind of challenge it right from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. For my listings, if I think it's going to be tight, I'm providing them with my comps. Yeah. I'm providing them with a, yeah, I'm providing them with a tax data. I'm providing them with a list of all the upgrades or features of the house Mm -hmm. that may separate it from somebody else's listing. Um, Because, you know, people inherently are lazy. Mm-hmm. Right, and if you can f- provide them with all the work ahead of time, they're likely to follow that. Yeah. Right, but let's still say that you know the appraisal came in low. Right, you can challenge that it, when you do the VA. The VA is like the tightest. They're like they're like Mister Scrooge when it comes to like you know giving out values. Very uh, um, Ebenezer of the, of them. Um, you know, for example, I had, and here's how everything can change, right? So two months ago, there was an appraisal on a property I have under contract with the buyer. It was a VA. It appraised at three hundred sixty-nine thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. My client came in. They did an appraisal. The different appraiser came in at three sixty-six. Same house, same features. Actually, more was done because they end, we ended up negotiating for some different repairs, and it came in less. See, it's it, it's just difficult to do. But in the VA, they enact a thing called Tidewater. And what Tidewater is, it means some suit with last name of Tidewater came up with this rule. <laughs> if it doesn't look like the VA appraiser will be able to make value, they will enact Tidewater. When they enact Tidewater, it gives the listing agent 24 hours for them to get, provide um, comps or any other supporting data mm-hmm. to try and justify the contract price. If after that time they aren't able to provide that data or enough data to change the mind, the appraiser will finalize the appraisal and it will come in low. Um, you know, it, so for example, if I was a listing agent for this house, right, and I had an appraisal for three sixty nine, and we had it under contract for three sixty eight. And their appraiser came in at 366. I would fight if I was a listing agent. I would fight and be like, no, it needs to be at least 368. I just had it appraised by somebody else and they came up with 369. Right. So if they were able to come up with 369, you should be able to come up with at least 368. Yeah. So you can do it that way. Um, you know, but you can always, you know, say, hey, look, you know what? This house over here is pending. This house, um, and we did this with yours because they weren't going to, for that one that we adjusted the value on, yep. they, they enacted Tidewater and they reached out to you and I told you about, hey, you know what, Tom, this house over here on, on Haycraft Boulevard, Boulevard sold for this amount for sell by, by owner. owner. Yep. This one over here sold for sell by owner for this amount. And so you're, these appraisers aren't likely to live in the area that they're doing the appraisals on right. and they're not going to tr- know which houses were sold for sale by owner. Whereas somebody that's rooted into that, that community would. So by providing that data and then we, 
we challenged it with some tax data and stuff like that too to kind mm-hmm. of say, hey, you know what? Here's where we were kind of coming up with these numbers, and it worked. No, it it, it definitely worked, and and we spent uh, a couple hours working on considerable all that amount of time, yeah. Just because um, you know when you're when you've got a listing like that and your clients are depending on you to to you know back up what you put up so you put up you, or shut up exactly so i, I think but, that's good i mean but i think too appraisers for the most part are common sense people right so if you yeah. can justify it in some way yeah and you can make it make sense yeah then they're probably more apt to make it happen yeah like i us, had one reach out to me for a for a listing i had over in uh, in universal city and <clears throat> you know just there wasn't a whole lot of activity in the area and so they called me directly on the phone and said hey you know even though I provided them with a packet of comps and stuff, they called me and said, hey, uh, you know, what do you think about this? They started asking me all these different questions, and I started answering the questions and giving them, you know, hey, we got some new growth in the area coming over here. There's a new subdivision. Um, so it's going to drive up, you know, prices and stuff like that. So we we talked about it for a good 30 minutes on the phone about the, about the value of the property, and they ended up appraising it. And it was – that was the highest sale – uh, per square foot, dollar per square foot on record that we could find yeah. in that area. And I sold that house. And it was... You sold it at open and weekend too, right? It was, yeah, we, I had it under contract in, in less than seven days. Yeah. It was from an open house that was open and weekend, yeah. Nice. So that doesn't happen very often, but mm. on, a re, on a rehab like that, all the stars kind of align and you just get everything perfect, it can happen, but it's not very common. Yeah. But, um... Got super, super lucky on that one. So those are kind of the, the three things that can happen with appraisals, and if they come in low, what you can do with them. So you can lower the price, yep. right? You can increase the down payment, or you can challenge the appraisal. Yep. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, that one I had recently, um, they they we didn't lower the price. We couldn't lower the price. And, uh, well, we could have, but, uh, well, let me take it back. They did lower the price, but we didn't, uh, it wasn't because they didn't fight the appraisal. Mm-hmm. They fought the appraisal. They didn't win. We lowered the price. We couldn't, there wasn't any money to put for a higher down payment. It was a yeah. VA, uh, VA loan. So it was just, just the earnest money. So, yeah. you know, but and here's the other thing, right? They could have. They could have been like, well, your earnest money can be applied towards that price and meet halfway in the middle, but they didn't do that, So, right. and I didn't offer that up. But there's all kinds of different ways that you can kind of mitigate the impact of a low appraisal. Yeah, so um, I want you guys to go, and we're going to share this on our Facebook page too, the, the blog, um, but I wanted to uh, invite you guys over to sanantonio-realtypros.com. It's our website. And we have a blog section there. You can go in there. There's going to be, you know, blogs that are updated on, on a weekly or a quarterly, I mean, a biweekly basis, depending on how busy we are. Um, so, yeah, we, we look forward to people checking out all the blogs that we have. We've got a ton of topics available that we're going to start running um, our podcasts, and we're going to start doing some more video podcasts Um we can go on field trips and do all kinds yeah, of little we, things. We've just... got some cool stuff planned for the future. We've just been so busy because um, we're you know we're building a business here and it's really <laughs> it's it's time consuming you know and well we're trying to start our own company yeah in four months like. yeah yeah and so, <laughs> so. We, we've been planning some stuff for a long time but we never really like got into actual like implementation mode and now we're in implementation mode 
and uh, we're trying to go from zero to <laughs> moved in and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, at, right about four months. Yeah. We're trying. We should be closing on our building December. You know, right around the first part of December, getting everything set up so that come January first, the Karis Randolph Signature Property Group will be a standalone brokerage. Yep. And uh, you know, because we're we're military veterans and we're glutton for punishment, we're doing it right in the middle of the busy buying and selling season too. Yeah. So. Uh, you, you haven't heard from us for a while, but it's, <laughs> it's not because we haven't been doing real estate. It's because we've been doing real estate and then all of a sudden got a hair to go and, uh, you know, start our own brokerage. So, yeah. um, just staying, staying really busy. But yeah, my man. wife called me out the other day about that. She's like, why did just like all of a sudden you guys just decide to just boom, 100. <laughs> yeah. What'd you tell her? Did you tell her, shut oh, up. I told her, up? I was like, don't worry about <laughs> it. We got this. Right. We're not going to fail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was so, exciting. But no, know. hey, you know what? Sometimes, you know, it, it's easier to implement it fast yeah. and, and go from there. Rip the Band-Aid off. Just right. Sh- hey, rip the, the hair grow off. back. <laughs> so. All right, all right. We all have a good one. Yep. Thanks for uh, staying tuned and uh, keep an eye out for us. Um, you know, if you can find us on Facebook, like or follow us. Uh, same with Twitter. Um, we're going to be going a little bit more on the LinkedIn. Uh, we're going to be getting into Pinterest as well. Uh, We're going to be getting our own Yelp page January 1st when we can legally do that. Uh, So if you want to leave us a review um, or a a recommendation, that would be fantastic too because we can can grow, but we can grow faster together uh, with all of your help. For sure. And as always, reach out to us if there's a specific topic you want us to discuss because it's uh, about all of us, not about just Stephen and I. Absolutely. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. I'm here for you.